today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing uh, and Vacuban is with us to talk about what's going on. Uh, been a while, my friend. Hope you're doing well these days. You know what? It's been an exciting week, Bill. There's a couple things. I, I, I actually... Uh, Purchased a property in Hamilton for uh, my duck cleaning company, Vacuman, and we're still. I'm excited that we're we are locked and loaded in this city to start with. And the second biggest news that probably we'll talk about this going into our tech talk, but it was my birthday on the same day that our Ontario government announced you need a passport to get in any non-essential location. So I'm celebrating, and everyone's getting angry at me. And I'm thinking, <laughs> this is, I'm like, does anyone want to wish me happy birthday? I would, but I got to bring this piece of paper if I wanted to go have a bird. So I'm sitting at a restaurant waiting for everyone to come in and I'm just holding my own certificate, uh, hoping everyone would come and join me. So my beautiful wife was was there with me, supporting me, making the birthday great. But it was one of those days they had to pick my birthday, Bill, that they had to announce this new certificate to get inside non-essential environments. So Michelle's looking around saying, I thought you were popular. (laughs) Where is everybody? That's right. Maybe your ego needs to come down a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit, yeah. (laughs) But you can now enjoy your meal with me. Happy birthday, honey. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking everyone's invited. You know, anyway, it was... was Sorry, go ahead. And I was going to say, let's start with that, because that is a very contentious issue, and a lot of folks, I don't think, understand what's going on there uh, with the code. So let's let's talk about this. It's it's confusing. I mean, they had, uh, you know, Doug Ford and Christine L.A. trying to explain it the other day, and I don't know if that helped a whole lot. Uh, But... uh, it's it's from what you're telling me it's not as complex as some people seem to think well okay so first of all i also learned the hard way that i I took the receipts that we originally got from the vaccine injection and i was using that which is not acceptable so you had to go to the ontario uh service ontario health uh to be able to get the certificate you enter your health card number and you can download uh the certificate well i tried today as well and it was still slow so you got to have some patience doing it over the next 30 days you download the code when i watched the announcement bill i wanted to clarify i don't think it was very clear in some of the descriptions when they were saying as of october 22nd there's going to be a new QR code app that you'll be able to use. It will be privately linked directly with your uh, medical information. And when you walk into an non-essential, they'll scan the code. You'll have the code. They kept referring to embedding the code. Your information will be embedded in the QR code. I just want to make it really simple. Uh, QR stands for quick read. And, and quick read is uh, a code that's been around since mid 2000s. Uh, it was it didn't really take off, but it just takes you to a website or it will download a document. In this case, the new app that's coming out, <clears throat> it's going to be specifically used to download your vaccination certificate from uh, uh, from the Health uh, Service Ontario uh, Health website. So uh, I just, this isn't rocket science, Bill. That's what I'm getting at. This isn't a QR code that is locked. Uh, it will use your biometric information to appear, but it isn't encrypted. Meaning, if you don't get fancy with this. Don't take your QR code and put it on social media and go, I just got this. And if anyone wants to know, you just made it available for everyone on the internet. So do not share the code. It is not encrypted, number one. Number two, um, this is actually kind of interesting, the new innovation of what is coming out, because it's got to be embedded in a lot of these restaurants, uh, you know, theaters, uh, entertainment uh, elements 
That part I have to say is is ingenious by the Ontario government because it could open up a lot of communication efficiencies and otherwise. So uh, the QR code app that's coming out October 22nd, uh, just be very aware. Do not take a screenshot. Do not share it on social media. You will just make an absolute, you literally will release your medical information across the internet. And I'm glad you made the distinction about the the documentation, too. I mean, when you get your second shot, uh, you do get that documentation that says, okay, Adam's received two shots, and that's good. But that's not what they're looking for. No. Uh, they're looking for the one that's filed with the Ministry of Health. And it, it's very similar, uh, but there are some differences that they can spot out on that, including uh, the paper in which it's, it's printed. So you do that. And uh, the QR code shouldn't really be that difficult for a lot of people because a lot of restaurants are using this already. You know, instead of handing you a menu, they just say there's a QR code. You, lock, you know, punch on there and you can order from there and, and find out what's going on. It's, it's something I think we're all getting a little bit used to. So it's, it's using technology that a lot, a lot of us are getting familiar with anyway. Well, and, and the big thing about QR codes now, Bill, like, it again, it's been 15 years that the QR code's been around. You used to have to download an app to read a QR code. Yeah. Most existing phones, if you bought a phone in the last two years or upgraded in the last two years, your camera naturally will pick up on the QR code. Samsung, Apple, all of them are naturally, you don't have to do anything in addition to downloading or lo- or learning a new software. It's actually right in the camera itself. That's, that's one of the reasons why this makes so much sense anyway uh, more about that later on we've still got a few weeks before that actually comes out uh but you still have to show the proof in the meantime all right uh i know you love new innovations and you love kind of cute stuff like this uh this chinese smartphone company the drone in a phone um, what will they think of next And this is a patent that came out from a company called Vivo. Vivo is a company not many people know about, Bill. uh, It runs off Android. But Vivo, this Chinese manufacturer, really does amplify and has been one of the most innovative phone manufacturers out there. Um, They're not popular by any stretch in regards to, you know, hundreds or thousands of people using it, but they are very, very well known with regards to their technology as far as ingraining uh, innovative uh, trends across smart devices. So let me give you an example. Um, When you put your finger over top of a screen or you put it over a button like on Apple and it unlocks the device using your biometric uh, feature, it was Vivo, the Chinese phone manufacturer that owns that patent well this one i think is gonna take off i think it's gonna be one of the latest they just patented the ability for a small micro drone inside the phone a drone in a phone and it's got four blades you click a button the little drone will fly out of your phone and why would you want that? Well, now your drone will fly four to five feet away from you and be able to now film you or take that selfie. So if you're standing in case, out in on- case your arms aren't long enough, is that what's this for? That's the selfie stick is so old school, Bill. The yeah. new drone in your phone can now let you stand on Mount Albion at the falls, pop out your drone, and it will fly out and give you that aerial photo without you fearing about falling off the edge. So this is this is actually pretty cool. And I expect we, you know, folding phones are so yesterday. Everyone's got a folding phone. This is the new thing. You're going to have a drone coming out of your phone in the next year or two. I think it's pretty cool anyway. It is. Outstanding stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Boy, this one shocked me. Uh, Apple's going to court again. Another class action suit. (laughs) 
<laughs> this one is actually unique. It's been really under the radar. Not many people are hearing this, but there's a class action lawsuit. If you purchased an Apple product uh, that has the M1 chip in the laptops, the MacBook Pro and the MacBook itself, um, there is a serious issue. And the issue is that the screens keep cracking. Um, black lines, uh, kind of like the horizontal testing lines are coming up on the screen. Now, in most cases, this is being, uh, I guess, construed by Apple to say that we are not responsible for user damage. So a lot of it is uh, not under warranty. So you might have paid $2,600 or $3,000 for uh, these computers. They go up to $6,000, Bill, if you get the really increased modified MacBook. But in less than a year, the screens are cracking with no rhyme or reason for why it's happening. So what happened was obviously it happened enough that people have filed a class action lawsuit against uh, Apple from the state of California. And if you've had this problem or you know someone that's had this issue, this is actually something that is about to probably get a little more recognition. So um, it isn't you, it's randomly happening. It could be uh, faulty uh, elements in the LED screen or the power of the chip that they've just created has some flaws, but it's a serious issue. Uh, and if it is happening, you may want to take very, very uh, close attention to how this lawsuit's going to play out. All right, this just wouldn't be Tech Talk without some discussion about robotics, and uh, I know it's one of your favorite subjects, and uh, uh, some huge innovations uh, with Boston Dynamics, which, by the way, is, is, is actually owned by Hyundai. It's not owned by anybody in Boston, uh, but t talk to us about some of the things that are happening there. Well, you know what? One of the things with Boston Dynamics is they're very well known. If you're on YouTube and you want to see dancing robots, you can Google it and you'll watch this amazing collage of, of uh, a very almost, you know, kind of science fiction-y robot dogs and faceless robots jumping and flipping and dancing to some old 1960s tunes. However, uh, another company called Agility Robotics just released this past week a robot that is going to become available for the public, meaning it's going to be affordable. And what is unique about this robot is that it's got uh, it's got arms, it's got legs, it, it literally will compress. You know what it reminded me of, Bill? If you remember uh, Attack of the Clones, the original Star Wars, you remember those those robots, you know, in, in, in the mm -hmm. Star Wars original series? That's what it looks like. Just take off the head, you know, where he's a Roger Roger or whatever the thing would say. Um, it looks like that. It compresses and folds in um, and it literally can lift up a box up to 100 pounds. And where they're really promoting it is that in warehouses or assisting people that need help with uh, lifting uh, groceries, as an example. But these robots are rolling out from Agility Robotics. Are not, they don't have a head. They don't look anything from like Tesla's promoting. Um, it's just a robot walking behind you that's able to lift up a box uh, organize it and put it on a shelf or lift up your uh, lift up your groceries. Um, the other element about Boston Dynamics by Hyundai is they've now got the house cleaning robot and Michelle shared it with me actually. I think she was giving me a hint, Bill, because it does <laughs> the dishes, it, it, it sweeps the floor, mops the ground, and it has this weird kind of scary looking smile on its face while it's doing it. So I think it was a little hint. She shared it with me earlier and I thought, I think you're not giving me tech talk items. I think you're telling me you want me, you want me to get you one of these. So these robots are rolling out. These are no longer fictitious products maybe to come out to the market. They're starting to roll out as we speak. 
Let's talk about attractions. No, 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 this is not a, a couple's thing, okay? We're talking about uh, magnetic attractions. Uh, uh, well, we're, we're used to attractions. I mean, you know, that's why we're both standing on Earth here, because the gravity keeps in place. But magnetic attractions are incredible. Uh, there's been a new development here. This is the, the, the mother of all, uh, I guess, uh, magnetic attractions, isn't it? Yes, this one is is really it's it's revolutionary with a lot of reasons why it's important. Number one, it's the first ever to come out uh, that is going to revolutionize energy. Energy meaning clean energy. We talk about you know nuclear energy and we talk about uh, wind energy, solar energy. This one's really really huge for one main reason. We know that gravity is is based on the Earth ro uh, rotational force, meaning as it spins. That's the reason we don't float in the sky or uh, the reason why I have a belly and my chest isn't big. It just gravity pulls my chest weight into my stomach. But this is about to revolutionize from a degree that they've just come out with a magnet that is 300,000 times stronger than the Earth's magnetic force. So why that's such a big deal is that it will help clean and provide nuclear fusion. Nuclear fusion is clean energy built to the degree that it doesn't create a byproduct that is harmful. So it will cut down on greenhouse emissions, but this is also the first of its kind for two reasons. It will generate more energy than it consumes. So as it's operating, as it's delivering that new electrical uh, uh, force that we require for obviously everything we do, this is a, a new element that is not going to create a byproduct that is negative for the environment, but also it's it's so powerful, it's going to generate enough energy than it consumes, which is again, uh, one of those revolutionary things that we can look at, but to give a perspective of why that's important is that it is uh, the magnetic force is, is 300,000 times the pressure of, wow. of what we have right now on Earth. Uh, we've, we're through the, 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 the summer season, the hot, sticky summer season. It was pretty humid and uncomfortable for an awful lot of people. And if you figure that's it, this is the last year I'm doing this, I'm buying air conditioning next year. We have a public service message for you here on Tech Talk. Don't waste the thousands and thousands of dollars on air conditioning. Get a bucket of paint. Explain <laughs> that to them. That's exactly. Not just any paint, Bill. you got to get no. ultra white paint. Okay, and why? What does that mean? What is ultra white paint? It's a new paint that is available uh, now. Mind you, the the community is going to look awfully bland if every house was white. There would be yeah. color variations or otherwise. <laughs> However, if we're talking two different things, one is if it's the design show or whether we're talking the environmental show. The environmental show is going to want every home and building in the city to become white with ultra white paint. Why? Is because they've now been able to set it up that it can reflect 98.1% of solar radiation, which means that it doesn't get absorbed into the building or the roof. Therefore, it can't get released. Thus, we have to create air conditioning and otherwise to cool our house. So this leaves the, the surface cooler. Uh, it can, and I'm saying this uh, based on research, Air conditioners can uh, produce a power of about 10 kilowatts per thousand square feet. This is going to replace that. It, but again, it's going to look pretty boring uh, just to have, it will look like a model, uh, a model house unit, if you will. But um, it, again, if we're talking about environmentals, we're talking about heat, climate change. Um, we, if we just paint our roofs white, our walls white, um, I can only tell you graffiti artists everywhere are going to have a heyday, but the energy cost will be down.
I got two minutes left here. I want to talk about Mars. Now, it's it, we already know that NASA's already you know planted the flag there, and they're actually they're, they're doing scientific experiments up there right now with uh, the thing that's up there. But now we're talking about commercial trips to Mars, not just into space, but all the way to Mars. Uh, this is fascinating. The great space race is here, Bill, and um, this is the pioneers of the 2020s to be able to reach Mars and cultivate and otherwise. There's actually two things I found interesting to add to this. Um, first of all, the story that I'm going to share is that we've actually been able to create a nuclear rocket technology that will be able to increase the ability of the rocket to fly at 198 thousand kilometers per hour now during through a school zone i can't imagine what that ticket would be bill but at 198,000 kilometers per hour that would mean you could travel a spacecraft in a month time to get to mars it currently takes seven months to fly to mars so um this new uh, amazing rocket capability which is basically a nuclear power plant on the back of the spaceship will get that speed to get out to mars following that a second story is we're already on Mars. NASA is currently, uh, you know, kind of surveying the property or the property of the land. Um, and they're looking for obviously traces of water. And otherwise, um, they have a drone, a helicopter drone that has been flying. And what's interesting they discovered as well in Mars is that during the seasons where Mars is, Mars is located, it actually changes the gravitational pull. Um, this has actually resulted in the fact that the helicopter needs more uh, rotation uh, because the gravity is strong during the winter months. So um, just as a high note, if we ever go to Mars, just keep in mind during winter months, um, you're going to be uh, pulled down a little bit deeper into the into the surface of the planet. So uh, anyway, so two things, we can get to Mars in a month. And when you get there, you'll be flying a drone only during summer months. Well, you know, I've always said, you know, I have no interest in going to Mars. I haven't got seven months to wait. But if they cut it down to a month, Adam, I'm interested. So I'm glad they, they finally got into this. Uh, this is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135, brought to you by Brain Power Hamilton. Uh, have a great week, my friend. We'll talk again next Friday. Sounds good. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.